From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, March 31st. It's a chilly afternoon at Old City Park when dozens of fish get dumped into the back of a truck. What do you mean this one weighs? This might be the biggest one. These fish, well, they're headed to the landfill. They've been treated with rotenone, a chemical that once in a fish is not recommended for humans to eat. As they collect dying fish from the bank, the folks from the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources are chatting, mostly about the interesting variety of carp popping up at the Old City Park Pond. Interesting because none are native to the area. They're finding common carp, ornamental fish you might expect to find in a home aquarium, and giant goldfish grown just huge. Oh, wow. So that's definitely a goldfish. (laughs) If you look around this fence, when the pond's full, the water's like right here. So it'd be pretty easy to take your favorite goldfish that's a little too big for his bowl and come out here and dump them. Justin Hart, aquatics program manager at DWR, he suspects all these fish got here that same way. Someone put them here. And it's now his team's slightly gruesome job to remove them. You know, the there's a lot of work that's done just right here in the Colorado River and, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the endangered and threatened fishes. Mm-hmm. There's nothing keeping these carp from going right out of this pipe and right into Mill Creek, which goes directly into the Colorado River and compete directly with a lot of the fish that, you know, we're working on trying to trying to restore. So getting rid of these non-native species out of this pond not only helps this pond, it's going to help the river as well. To remove these non-native fish from Old City Park, crews at Moab City temporarily rerouted the spring that feeds the pond. They also pumped the pond's water to about three feet, so it would stop flowing into Mill Creek. Then the folks at Utah DWR applied rotenone, which will kill gilled fish, but not any other animal. Yeah, people have been using rotenone for thousands of years to capture fish. Dan Keller is a native aquatics biologist for the State Division of Wildlife. They'll, they'll take the plant where it grows and, you know, grind it up and uh-huh. throw it in the water and it will just, it'll cause the fish to surface and they can catch them by hand or net them. And so it's, it's been used for a long time for that purpose. But this is just, you know, a concentrated form of the rotenone that prevents them from being able to use the oxygen in the water, so they basically just suffocate. Staff from the Division of Wildlife Resources estimate it'll take about a week or two for the rotenone to fully break down and dissipate from the pond. Then the spring can once again fill the pond back up. When it does, DWR staff hope community members won't bring their goldfish back. That's because in partnership with Moab City, they want to create something better here. So, you know, removing the non-native fish and putting something in here native is, is something the city, you know, thought was a pretty attractive thing to do. Something native being round-tailed chub, one of the state-listed sensitive species. Hart says the pond at Old City Park could become a stocking area for roundtail. If they successfully reproduce here, they could be distributed to other areas in the state. He says the pond could potentially even someday become a community fishery. Who knows, maybe you could come here and fish someday if that's something the city's interested in pursuing. So you could take a little easy field trip for a junior high or an elementary school here and talk about lots of things. So yeah, this this has a lot of potential to be educational and recreational and, and all sorts of things. So. It's kind of a bit of an eyesore right now. And uh, to get rid of the fence and get rid of a lot of this 
ugly brush would certainly improve the look of the park as well. Mike Hutz, park superintendent for the city of Moab, he says he certainly would like to see some recreational or educational opportunities at the park pond. Yeah, there's been preliminary talks about um, refurbishing this whole area and uh, and putting up a boardwalk and yeah. it's also been mentioned about turning it into some sort of hatchery as well for some of the native fish, which would be, be excellent. So. The first step on the Native Fish Project would be for the DWR to acquire some round tail. Because they're not currently raised in Utah fish hatcheries, Hart says the population would likely come from the Dolores River. And any time we move a wild animal, whether it's fish or birds or wildlife, whatever, whatever it may be, we have to make sure that those are healthy and they don't have diseases or aquatic invasive species that we're going to move around. Getting disease certifications, according to Hart, takes about a year. The wild fish have to be tested for various pathogens and parasites. He says Moab City has largely been supportive of moving roundtail chub to the pond, and he's curious about what community members think. You know, we removed carp and the water quality is going to be better here, but there's a lot of things that could happen here. The city's interested in, in doing something here, and I'm, I'm sure they'd love to get some feedback from the community. Hart says native fish species face a lot of challenges in Utah, but at least this Moab pond will no longer pose a threat for the moment. You know, we struggle with water in Utah. That's one challenge they have. And then all these non-native species, that's another challenge. For now, the pond at Old City Park is carp-free. This is a good step for a lot of reasons, not just this pond. Wow. The U.S. Interior Department's energy leasing review is in full swing, following a call last week with a wide range of stakeholders. President Joe Biden requested this review back in January, when he indefinitely paused all leasing on federal public lands. From our partners at KUER, Kate Gretzinger has more. Interior Secretary Deb Holland kicked off the call with a repudiation of the former administration's leasing policies. During the past four years, the Trump administration offered vast swaths of our public lands and waters for drilling, prioritizing fossil fuel development above all other uses on public lands and waters. Interior Department officials heard from environmental activists, energy industry groups, tribal representatives, union leaders, and academic experts. Their demands ranged from a full stop to leasing to minor tweaks to address pollution and climate change. Landon Newell is with the conservation group Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance. He listened in on the conversation. It was a diverse group of people, which shows their interest in having a full discussion about what needs to happen on the leasing front. Interior officials said the first phase of the review will culminate in an interim report this summer. Drilling on federal land accounts for 7% of U.S. oil production and 8% of U.S. gas. Kate Gretzinger, KUER News. Thanks to our partners at KUER for that report. Many oil, gas, and coal-dependent communities in our region are concerned about the Biden administration's aggressive stance on climate change. But as the Mountain West News Bureau's Nate Hedgie explains, a recent poll of hundreds of economists shows that reducing emissions now will save us financially in the long run. The poll was produced by the Institute of Policy Integrity at New York University. 
It found consensus has increased dramatically among economists who study climate change. Now, the vast majority say that the crisis will increase inequality and shrink the global GDP if we don't take action immediately. Of course, that action comes at a cost. Towns like Coal Strip, Montana and Rollins, Wyoming rely on fossil fuel jobs. Study co-author Derek Sylvan says losing those jobs will hurt rural communities, but they'll hurt even more if we do nothing. Climate change will increase inequality and widen the gap between the poorest households and the richest households. Um, you know, I think that that is the kind of thing that's likely to play out in a lot of rural communities that might not be able to adapt quite as easily to things like severe weather events. Some communities are actively transitioning away from the fossil fuel industry and towards wind and solar. However, renewables don't currently support the same number of good-paying jobs. I'm Nate Hedgie. And that's the news for Wednesday, March 31st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.